We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I'm Chanae Ogwumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. I'm your host, Nick Dayas at the Lamb Shows, where you can find me finally up and running in the studio. You know my first guest had to be my guy. What up, baby? Yo, it's your boy, MP. What's going on, Nick? Thank you for having me. Uh, studio is insane. Super fire. I love what you've done with the place. The rooms are massive. The bedroom, your bedroom's massive. The studio's massive. Yo, stroke gang or what? Stro- Yo, you're going to have a lot of space to operate. A lot of, lot of, a lot of space to operate. Nah, but super excited to be here. Um, you know, I, I think I you know. I love what you've done with the place. I'm super excited. Well, everything. You know, this is just an amazing setup, and uh, I'm honored to be here. Uh, full disclosure: I didn't pay MP to say any of that, <laughs> so I appreciate that. Also, uh, first time I meet editor Dom in the background. Yo. You guys, you guys can't see Dom now, but Dom is gonna have a live mic at some point. So, Dom, pleasure. Nice to meet you finally. After a year of being in a 
sort of a online relationship nice and, um you asked me you're like yo how'd you find him and i was like yo the internet where yeah. everyone finds each other i mean it's for especially now because of covid like without a doubt right like you're meeting less and less people in real life of course and so like of course the internet i mean we use, utilize the internet and social media regardless but in this crazy covid yeah. world we're in without a doubt um but yeah no this is this is a really great setup and yeah you didn't pay me to say that uh <laughs> got the fucking fantasy belts up there um oh no those aren't the nah that, that so that's the vm belt and then i got that belt was given to me by the twitch community got i got it. the fantasy belt actually it's you don't have the fan do you have it of course i have it bro back to back champ how are you gonna just disrespect me like that well i just thought like maybe when the season starts again you give it to nah nobody. nah you hold in until a new champion is crowned that's got the it. rule how's fantasy treating you this year uh, i've been battling the injury bug and the moron bug um made some bad decisions starting guys eckler got hurt it's 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 been a, it's been a tough season. Good thing for us, our league's a mess. Yeah, every bunch of people are like three and five. It's very top heavy. Yeah, me and Dom at the top, <laughs> seven and one. I'm six and two now. Lost last week, but knew that was coming because it was funny. So I lost to Joey. Okay, but me and Danny were talking from like week four. He's like, "Yo, I'm gonna be the one to ruin your streak," because he's like, "Yo, have you seen how many players you have on by?" I was like, no. Nah. He's like, yo, six of your starters are on by. I didn't have Murray, yeah. Kirk, McCaffrey still out. McLaurin is, was out. So I kind of chalked it up as a loss. But we've kind of started the movement, anyone but Nick. Uh, ABN, we just don't want Nick to win at this point because he can't win three in a row. So all of us are kind of pulling for each other, I'd say. Like, of course, everyone wants to win individually. But next up is not having you in, so wow, yeah, yeah. In my, you just gonna shit on me in my own place, yeah, First man. Time, because just, fantasy's life, I can't really say anything. You else. fell victim to the to the menu. You, you were on beat the menu. me by a point one point three. Yeah, I lost to Dom by a, less than a point. So that's the kind of year I've been having, losing by I think yeah two two weeks of combined, you know, two points I guess whatever. Dude, how do you feel about all the craziness that's been going on with COVID in the NFL? I know we're going to talk some NFL here, but just in general, like tying that into fantasy, right? Like a lot of guys have just... So we have the rule in our league yeah. where I wasn't able... Because our league's been archived since 2013. This is our eighth year doing it. Pretty much everyone is the same except Marco stepped in for boss. Yeah. So we keep it because you could go back and you could look at the archives and shit. So we kept it. I wasn't able to make roster spots available so we have a rule in our league and if anyone listening <laughs> you guys want some input as to how to treat this covid situation we have it where if impy has mahomes right well you, you do have Mahomes. i do have Mahomes. okay so impy has mahomes of course i do let's just say the only bright spot on your team let's just say the chiefs their game gets moved because of covid right like the situation that happened with the titans and the steelers impy could drop Mahomes to get a quarterback, but Impy has Mahomes' rights. Like, Tuesday comes around, I'm league manager, I'm the commish, I put Mahomes right back on your roster. So that's how, like, we've been able to navigate with it. Yeah. How do you feel about this whole COVID shit going on, though, with the NFL? I mean, I think we've kind of dodged some bullets, right? Like, Cam caught it. There's been a couple of, like, smaller one, you know, one-offs, I think. But mm. other than the Titans situation, right? That, I would say that was the main big issue, like the main big outbreak, would you say? Like, I'm, I'm trying to think back to the first half of the season. and Well, that, that was probably the most controversial. Controversial, yeah. Because they got bagged twice, 
And then they were still practicing on their own. Had all that time off. Exactly. And then beat the shit out of Buffalo the next week, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, like, people were saying, like, oh, I feel like you obviously have the advantage if you have all the time to rest and you have all that time to prepare for one specific team. I think it's a no-brainer. They came and they beat the shit out of the Buffalo Bills. But generally speaking, I think they've done a a solid job. Like, that, you can't even compare the NFL and the NBA are as apples to oranges because of the bubble. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's hard to compare the two, where the NBA had zero positive COVID, uh, you know, results the entire rest of the season. But I, I have to be fair to the NFL. I have to say they've been doing a solid job. Like, right? I feel like it's we all know it's around, but at the same time, they're doing a solid job. Yeah, just to I don't want to spend too much time on it. Just kind of just to reiterate what I've been saying all these months leading up to it, and just to piggyback off some of your takes. With the NBA, it was completely different because, first of all, not every team came into the bubble. For sure. So you knew, like, yo, Knicks, Warriors, we'll see you next year, right? So you didn't have that. Everyone that went to the bubble, they all had had an incentive to be there because they still had an opportunity to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then also, it was easier to monitor a 12-man roster, 15-man roster, as opposed to 53. Yep. That's just more less and, people, less players. Yeah, and and you you had everyone playing in the same area as opposed to with the NFL. You had the schedule out already. So like, how do you do a bubble when the Cowboys and the Giants are in the same division, but the Cowboys are in the South in Texas? And so it was it's just tough. too chaotic. Yeah. yeah, but I agree with you for the most part. Solid job. Like it hasn't really it it hasn't thrown a wrench into the season really. So you know. It, it's it, like I'm trying to compare it to the MLB where like remember early on in the MLB season like the entire Marlins roster caught it and, and then, the Cardinals and too. the Cardinals and that kind of threw everything off you know they, they've been doing a solid job I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we can we have we have Sundays and Mondays and Thursdays and Tuesday this year as well some Tuesdays sprinkled in yeah I'm all for football every day of the week but have you have you started watching anything new during quarantine like TV shows TV sports like I know a lot of a lot of people that I know outside of like our group of friends really got into UFC because remember the UFC had like a two and a half month start to COVID and all that returning. And then like some European soccer leagues. Nah. But for the most part, it's, it's like the UFC. So like, have you picked up any? Not really, to be no. honest. I mean, I, I've always considered myself like a fair weather UFC fan, like big fights. I'm, I'm tuned in. And yeah, you pull, of, you pull yeah. up the spots when we Some go. of the smaller ones, yeah. I, I mean, I played a UFC game, so I know some of the fighters, but generally speaking, it's I'm a you know big fight kind of guy. Well, there's also there's also a card every weekend. So it's and to be fair, I mean I watch it because I'm also a piece of shit and a degenerate, so I play DraftKings and you know Vandal. love me some bets. But outside of the main events, the the fight night cards, like this weekend, for example. Smaller cards? Yeah, the, the headliner is dope. But then after that, it's like, mm, got it. You know, whereas like the pay-per-view, they always seem to stack it up. You got to love consistency. What have we always said? Like the, the idea is to put something out when everyone knows it's coming. But now, you know, there's kind of a, you know, was that the, always the case before, even before COVID? Was there always something happening once a week? I think 2018 was when they started this. Got I it. think like it was maybe 45 of 52 weeks. that was okay. a card. Okay. And then last year, shit, I think. I think they went on like a one month break, if that. Was that because of ESPN Plus? Or was that even before? Nah, that? nah. I'm not sure exact, okay. exactly why that was. But then 
now, I mean, there's a card this weekend. There's a card the weekend after. I, I'm pretty sure there's a card every weekend moving forward yeah. to the end of the year. Got I know it. December, there's always like two pay-per-views. How like they end the year yeah. off. And then in the summertime, you always have like uh, International Fight Week. Got and it. then that's how like Fight Island came about. That, so. But I thought that I, – I was under the impression that started was because they needed to go somewhere where like you were like due to COVID, you were allowed to fight. Well, they really did that because – Florida sanctioned the first one. Got it. The first card that came back, it was in Florida, and Jacksonville was where they, they had it, and they sanctioned it. That wasn't the issue. Florida is also a different, different like animal. it's a different planet, right? But <laughs> what they really did with Fight Island and why they put it where they did in Abu Dhabi is for the international fighters. Got it. So like there was a lot of restrictions of fighters coming from. Just just say I'm not really sure exactly, but. Why they defied Island was because they didn't want to have Brazilian fighters coming in into the United States. Like you weren't allowed to. It was or accessible. Like, or like, yeah, the Russian fighters weren't allowed to come into the U.S. But you could go to Abu Dhabi. Got so it. like everyone from the the states could go to Abu Dhabi and come back. But then like Adesanya, he had to fight out there. Makes sense. Paulo Costa, he had to fight out there. So yeah, that's that's where Fight Island came about. Makes sense. Dude, I miss you, bro. It's good to see you. Not even for this. I've seen you like what four times I think since like our fantasy draft. I saw you last week. Two yeah. weeks ago, I know, but you're my guy though. So I'm excited to talk shit. Yeah, let's get right into it, dude. How do you? First of all, over overarching just thoughts on NFL season this year. Like, what what has really stood out to you? They're letting Russ throw the ball. Dallas mm. looks like shit they, with the offensive line. They're they're what Dallas is known for is the offensive line. The entire it's 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 been entirely flipped over, right? Mm-hmm. Um. The Dolphins' defense is, is 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 elite. Eleven points a game. Um, everyone knew Tua. I feel like everyone knew Tua was coming this week or or last week. The bye. I feel like before even before the season, like they drafted him. Schedule came out. Bye week. Rams. He's playing against the Rams no matter what. I just feel like that was predetermined. And I understand Fitzpatrick was playing great. I understand that. But at the same time, like you have a really great defense. Let the defense carry you, and 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 that's kind of a recipe for success for a young quarterback. So. I kind of felt like that was coming from the beginning. Um, but, you know, th- thank God the Seahawks aren't running the ball 35 times a game or 40 times a game. Brian Schottenheimer, that was his kind of MO. Um, they're letting Russ cook. I don't know. Steelers look legit, uh, right? I feel like you were a little bit higher on the Steelers than most people. Everyone kind of assumed that the Ravens would win the division and they're struggling to throw the ball. Yonda's done for the year now. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. It, it's been interesting. Cleveland still looks pretty solid. They've lost to some good teams. They've beat some bad teams. The Jets uh, tank for Trevor, uh, right? I don't. So, so is that how you feel about that? Are you done with Sam Darnold? I mean, look, or is it, or is this opportunity to get Lawrence? So, I mean, fuck. Generational. He's a generational talent. Yeah, but I hate that. We we say that about everybody. But I mean. He, I, you know, I was not, not so much quarterbacks, but we say that about it like Saquon Barkley, generational running back. He's the first no doubter since Andrew Luck. Yeah. And I would say the Jets, you know, the argument is like, oh, you know, you can trade that pick and get a haul, which is true. But the Jets have a decent amount of picks coming up. Like they've already been trading for some picks already. Um, and maybe you can pump Donald for another pick, whatever the case is. But. When you know, like, the truth about Sam Darnold is he shows flashes of looking amazing. There's no doubt about it. But he's also, he shows flashes of making some bonehead plays. Is that Adam Gase? Is that the talent around him? We don't know. But I don't think you can risk it. That's kind of my, that's how I'm thinking about the 
the situation. He he hasn't shown enough. Granted, the situation is not great. He hasn't shown enough. There's some place where you scratch your head, and it's like you got this kid sitting right there where everyone says it's a no doubter. I would just, you know, take that kid, push all the chips to the table, and worry about it after. That's just the way I would do it. And also, they're going to be able to clean house. Like, they'll clean house before he even gets there. The day after the the season ends, Gase is going to be fired. Mm. So we'll see. He may be fired before that. But I know that's the concern is Gase. And that's rightfully so. I understand completely. Um, you know, Mims look good. Becton looks elite. Yeah, right? Becton looks really good. So the good. GM that they brought in last year, Joe Douglas, you know, he he didn't re-sign Robbie Anderson. And he went on the record saying that he made a mistake there. Robbie Anderson, I think, is a top five wide receiver in terms of yards. And he's only getting paid like $10 million a year, $11 million a year. He admitted that he made a mistake there. Um but other than that, I think he's made some okay decisions, and at least in the draft, he's hit on some guys. Mims look good, like I said, so we'll see. But that's kind of just a big spiel for, for, for how I feel. I agree with you on, on a, a lot of cases. Uh, I'm of the believer where I know it's going to be very controversial if they do this, but I would build around Sam Darnold. That's a fair take. Like, I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here saying that's valid, and, and, and if they were to decide to do that, if they finished, like— what who what was the pick? Was it the Rams, the Jared Goff pick? Yeah. Do you remember how how who got what? No, but I remember the hall. The Washington oh, RG three year was like they gave up like five first round picks to the Rams. To, sorry, that was the, my bad. Not Jared. That was the, yeah, yeah. But also, I'm pretty sure Philly traded up a boatload for with Wentz. Like Tennessee to get Wentz. Yeah, and. I know you might be saying to yourself, well, 2018, they took Darnold first round. I think Arizona laid the blueprint to let you know that, yo, honestly, when's the last time anyone mentioned Josh Rosen and the Cardinals? Nobody, Nobody cares because when you hit on the quarterback, all that other BS don't matter. It's true. So no one's talking about, oh my God, can you believe they took Josh Rosen 10th overall? Like what a waste of a pick. Nobody's saying that. Nope. I don't even know if people have even made that reference until we're talking about it right now. So I think the Jets, there's been a blueprint and there's been a precedent sent on the idea of, yo, I love what Steve Kime did in Arizona. Yo, we fucked up. The, the same way Joe Douglas is like, yo, I fucked up. I should have paid Robbie Anderson. But a big mistake that a lot of GMs do is what the fucking Giants are doing with Eric Flowers, bro. Because he's a first round pick. You continue to give him a chance because you don't want to take that L. Whereas, like, the good GMs are like, deuces, peace. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, cut your losses. Yeah, cut your losses, man. Move on. At least the Cardinals got a second-round pick, third-round pick. It was a day-two pick, I'm pretty sure. So maybe third, whatever. Third. But nonetheless, you're, you're, you're getting something in return. It's not exactly, you know, it's not worth the – it wasn't the investment that you – you know, it's funny because, like, as you learn more about football and, and how, like, front offices move, it's like investments, right? It's like, you know, you lost on your investment, but at least you made something back. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of, in my opinion, the way – granted, the Jets traded up for Darnold. Let's not forget. Right. So they gave up even more to get the kid. Now, if they trade him for a second-round pick or a third-round pick, they'd be losing on their investment. But, but to also, me, the upside on Trevor Lawrence is that much greater. It's a no-brainer. But you also got assets back when you gave up Jamal Adams. True. Well, so in a way, it kind of balances out. Yeah. Now, and that, and that's kind of my, and that was kind of going back to my initial point about the Jets is like, you know, you you are you already have a surplus of picks coming up. So, 
there's not you, you you don't necessarily need a hole if you don't believe in Sam Darnold. You know what I mean? If you do, if you absolutely believe in him, then it's great. If not, you know, we'll see. You know what I really enjoyed this year? What? Quarterback play. A lot of great. Well, there's there's two, right? Three. There's, man, there's a there's a ton. I think young young and old and young everywhere and old, in between. Yeah, yeah. facts. Like uh, Rogers is. He's playing well. Brady's playing well. I mean, I, I, I don't want to you know, say I told you so, but I told you so about the Packers. Yeah, you did. I did. You did. You did. I you did. did. And it had a lot to do with the chip on Aaron Rodgers' shoulder. He's literally been in the situation that Jordan Love is in now. You know what I mean? Mm. So I just think there's a lot of, you know, there's a, there's a lot of good energy there where he, try, he wants to stick it to somebody. And look... I bet you Rodgers is looking at Tom Brady in Tampa Bay now and saying, look, there's a chance I don't finish my career here, and that's totally fine, but at least I want to prove to these people that you know they may have drafted a quarterback a little too late. I, I, I just, you know, no one thought the Vikings were going to be this bad. But yeah, I think you picked the Vikings to win the division. I think. I picked Detroit. You picked Detroit. Oh. Yeah. Now they're all decimated by injuries. Stafford may have COVID. Yeah. Valade hurt his hip. I had a so my three strong takes from the summer from a division standpoint was Pittsburgh, Detroit, and the Cardinals. And two out of three ain't bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, for right now, it seems it's not out the realm of possibility. Again, with Stafford with the COVID, we don't know how severe that's going to be. We don't know if he's going to miss this week. Hasn't been ruled out yet because, like, you've seen guys get put on COVID and then they could play that Sunday too. You know, it, it all depends on, like, how severe the situation is going to be. But seven teams make the playoffs this year. So Detroit is not entirely out of it. I think Detroit blew their chances to win the division when they lost to the Saints up 14 with the ball. And then when they lost to Chicago the way they did. Find ways to lose, right? Yeah, man. I mean, shit, that's what the Giants have been doing. The Giants have literally lost the same way every start for, for Daniel Jones. Just at the end. Like, he's good enough to keep the game close and competitive. But when you know push, push comes to, to shove, shove, it's it's a wrap. But going back to the quarterback thing, I think Mahomes is continuing to remind people like, yeah, yeah, look, I know like Russ, let Russ cook is cool, and Lamar won MVP the year before. Don't forget who Daddy is, and some of the young guys too, man. Like Herbert's balling, yeah. and so is Joe Burrow. My guy, my guy Dom is a big LSU fan. So. Joe Burrow looks amazing. I think he's. I think he is. He's he's through eight games of the NFL season or seven games. I think he has the most completions in NFL history. Mm. At 221. I have it written down. We'll talk about it. I know we will. But he's like setting records for regular quarterbacks, not just rookies, which is unbelievable to hear. He's like has the most pass attempts, don't get me wrong, but he's still completing a lot of passes as well. Um and he and the and the Bengals don't look terrible. You know, like, and and he has a lot to do with it. So, and then Herbert as well. They that's the Chargers at all. They find games. They find ways to lose games yeah. too. I think they've had a couple. They've been up fourteen in a couple of games, and they've blown that lead. Um, but both of the quarterbacks look great. Um, let's yo. Let's, so let's start with that man. Offensive rookie of the year through through eight weeks. You know, we have there's a midway point of the season. Everyone's played around the same amount. You know, so like, how how you feeling about offensive rookie of the year? If you have to pick one, my heart my heart says. Back then? Um, no, no, no. <laughs> so here's the thing. Really, no, my bad. Here's the here's the thing. I think Clyde Edwards-Helaire is, is not getting as much love as he deserves. 
Okay. But at the same time, he's not going to win the award over a quarterback. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I do want to just give him a little bit of love because after that 150-yard game a couple weeks ago, he was like second in the NFL in rushing. I think, and then I think in terms of scrimmage yards, he's like he's pretty up. He's pretty high up there in scrimmage yards as well across the NFL, not just rookies across the NFL. And I, I've been chewing him up. Fantasy wise, he yeah. can't get in the end zone. I understand that. I'm just talking about all purpose yards. I mean, he's in the greatest, he's in the best offense in the league. But I think it's I think it's Burrow slightly, but Herbert's right there. So that's who I was gonna go with, Herbert. You're gonna go Herbert, and that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Even um, though I think you could give the benefit of the doubt to Burrow because he's also played more. So I feel that one more is it one more game? I believe so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because week two is when the whole the, got, the chest sh- stabbing, <laughs> whatever the fuck that was. Uh, in, uh, in Needlegate. Yeah, Needlegate. But it was funny when that all went down. I remember saying to myself, I should bet Anthony Lynn for first coach fired in the event that he goes back to Tyrod Taylor. Like, that's a justifiable offense to be fired. Like, yeah, yo, how can you watch him against Mahomes? And ha- have you heard the backstory to that game? Like, nah. how it all went down? Dude, apparently he was like warming up on the sideline. Just so like his normal backup routine, like he was the one throwing passes to Keenan Allen. And then the offensive coordinator comes up. He's like, yo, you're starting today. He's like, it's 1255. He's like, yeah, you're starting today or whatever time it was. Yeah. yeah. You know, but like it was that close. He's like, yo, five minutes. And then I put my helmet on and I went out there. Yeah. He went toe to toe with Mahomes. And I'm my thing is the eye test, right? So he looks the part. Yeah, Not absolutely. that Burrow doesn't, but like he, he played Brady. He played Breeze. He played... Um, makes Pat big Mahomes. He makes big throws. Yeah, dude. And he's he, there's something different about him that I like more than Burrow. And here's the thing. The funny thing about the draft process is he was supposed to be the number one pick his junior year, right? Oh, trust me. I know. And then... And I then wanted him so bad on the Giants, He bro. goes back to Oregon for whatever reason. I think you said it was his brother. His brother was a, I believe, a receiver... And his brother was going to Oregon, and he wanted to play with his brother. So that's why he went back his last year. I didn't know that they had – it was either a new offensive coordinator or a new coach. I'm not sure which one it was in Oregon. I think it was offensive coordinator. And and, and everyone's basically pointing to that and saying, like, if you were curious as to know – if you were curious as to why Herbert didn't look great his senior year and he looked great his junior year and he looks great now, they're just pointing at that coach where there was a turnover and there's, you know, there's there's a new coach in town. So – um, he looks great. He makes all the great. He makes all the right throws. He makes big throws, clutch throws. Um, but her, um, uh, Burrow over Herbert, nail biter. I think they. I think there's a chance to that they could flip flop by the end of the season. But I mean, Burrow's gonna throw for four, uh, uh, 4,500 yards by the end of the season, which is which is which is a lot. Even you know, even in in an inflated passing nfl that's still a lot of yards so uh, burrow for now slight edge but herbert could definitely make the make a push for me yeah let's go to the other side of the ball what do you what do you got for defensive i mean i don't know uh they, winfield jr on the box yeah i mean the, the, chase young has a lot of qb hurries he doesn't have a lot of qb sacks but he has like he's killing in like the analytics in terms of hurries and all that um, if he has a better second half by with putting sacks on the board, maybe I'd give it to him. But I mean, the kid Winfield Jr. is a crucial piece to that secondary and that secondary and that defense you're saying is a top five defense, right? So I would kind of give it to him. Um, uh, Queen, it looks good too. 
Yeah. Um, I'd probably give it to to the most important player, the most important rookie on the best defense in terms of who's around. I think that's the way I would give it. I don't know about you. No, that's fair. I was going to say Patrick Queen, though. It's more of like a, I just feel like that team, they're always known for having that position. So the fact that he's already stepped in and it looks so... No, like normal. Yeah. Like he looks like CJ Mosley, if not better. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... That's that's who I had down, and he's he's a guy who Baltimore, Baltimore across the board has underperformed this year, and I wonder if that has to do with having a full tape, full season worth of tape on both their offense and their defense. Yeah, and, they shocked and the world last year. Yeah, dude, they they were two and two, and then they won twelve straight games. So that's not something you see all the time, and they they really ran rough shop through people. And yeah. look. I agree with you on Winfield because I do think that Tampa Bay is a top five defense. I'm not going to trip over them playing the Giants tight because one, I, I that was one of the picks I gave last week on, on the Patreon exclusive. Giants plus ten and a half. Because, Giants defense is very good. Yeah, it is. It's it's a it's a legit defense. It's completely different from what I expected. I thought the defense was going to be the letdown, but yeah. it's a defense that's keeping these games close to offense has been a nightmare. So Tampa Bay, it just seemed like a look ahead spot. You're playing the giants. They're one in seven, one in six at the time. You know who they play this week, right? They play the saints prime time, Sunday night football game division. You already lost to them once before you get AB back. All this crazy shit is going on. Yeah. So it just felt like, you know, this from the time we spent doing degeneration bets, like the look ahead spots and, and the, You're worried about the your trap opponent. games, yep. you know what I mean? Where you kind of look past the Giants. And why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? You know yeah. what I mean? So, But Winfield, man, he made a couple of big plays on Monday Night Football as well. And he, he just stands out. Yep. And this is a front seven that's really, really good. Their secondary has gotten a lot of... Devin, well, yeah, secondary, but Devin White, man. Fuck yeah, Devin Lightning. White, Levante David's a beast. Pierre Paul's still getting it done. I know he's like... Uh, a funny person to make fun of because of like his incident nah, in, in I mean, New York with the whole fireworks shit. But you know, Carlton Davis is also a dude who's balling for them. But yeah, I would go with I would go with Winfield, Winfield for sure. Yeah. All right. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make sure your search is that much easier. Like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a $75 free credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31. Football is back in full swing. You might not be able to be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, 
Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on the season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, divisions, and championship futures all day, every day. Hit the Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's one word, all one word, Blue Wire. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. <laughs> Where are you going next? Uh, I got Offensive Player of the Year. All right. So I want to preface this by saying it's Mahomes. Okay. He has 22 touchdowns and one interception. He's on pace for 40-something touchdowns and two interceptions. Um, I think can – we, can we talk about these – can we talk about MVP at the same time? Yeah. Because Russ is the MVP. And I think the reason Russ is the MVP is because he doesn't. Ha- this is going to sound ridiculous. It may sound ridiculous to you, but I think Mahomes has more around him. That's not to take anything away from the Seahawks' weapons because they have some studs. But I do think just the situation that Mahomes is in, he has a little bit more around him, and it's finally Russ's time. Um, I think the MVP goes to Russ, and I think the Offensive Player of the Year goes to Mahomes just because of of, of the supporting cast and and and. Maybe a little bit of a fatigue. The unique thing about Russ, he's never received a single MVP vote, and he may win the award unanimously this year. Think about how the hell that would go. Look, 26 touchdowns, 6 interceptions for Russ, 71.5 completion percentage. Um, they're around the same for, for yards. Uh, I, I, I agree with you. Um, I have someone else for offensive player of the year, but same with this idea for us. I mean, their defense is like historically Histor- bad. Historically bad. They're going to be a very, very bad defense, and he's carrying them. And 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 I hate to say this, but it could be inflating his numbers. How the defense being bad? It sounds so ridiculous to say. No, nah, I hear what you're saying. It sounds ridiculous to say, and it seems like I'm trying to discredit he's him. He's in a shootout not. every week. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think Mahomes, I don't, not in terms, I think he's just more efficient in terms of touchdowns to turnovers ratio. You know what I mean? A little bit more, more efficient there. But he's not, he doesn't have to come back or he doesn't have to play in these shootouts. He threw five touchdowns against the Jets, Mahomes, last week. And they won by I don't know how many points, but whereas Mahomes, he'd be uh, we're, we're, sorry, where we're Russ, he'd be in like you said in these shootouts, and the games are much tighter. Yeah, it's just I think it's it's the situation that they're both in, but it, Russ deserves it this year without a doubt. No, nah, that's definitely fair. I feel Who, you on Mahomes. Can I guess your OPOI? Yeah, is it Kamara? It is. Yeah, I mean that's another guy that's had to carry the load for his team. No, Michael Thomas. Since week one. Since week one. Um, you've had different pieces on that offense as well, Miss mm-hmm. Time. Yeah. Breeze looks shot unless he's throwing the ball to Camara. Unless it's a unless it's a, a button hook, a drag, a slant. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. look good. The, the I I remember Alan and I, we were talking about this at the beginning of the year, how we called it the Eli Manning Ward. And that award was which over thirty-five-year-old quarterback did you just see completely falling off a cliff? And the people in the mentionings was Brady, it was Breeze, it was Rivers, it was Ben, it was Matt Ryan. 
And I felt like we've seen this shit go down with Breeze the last couple of years where his arm doesn't look that strong. And last year, I think it was a little misleading because he missed a bunch of games in the middle of the season. So he was able to come back and feel all rejuvenated. So everything is honed in on Kamara. Put it this way, bro. Kamara on DraftKings against the Lions a couple weeks ago was 7,800 on DraftKings, right? And he put up 23 DraftKings points, and people were livid like he had a bad game. It's just because the bar was set so high for him, and that usage, he's getting like 42% of the touches on this offense. That's crazy. Yeah. I, and really quickly, to touch on Breeze for a second, I think he's been not – the word's not hidden, but like his – the word I want to use is like deterioration has been – masked by Sean Payton and the Saints weapons and everything around them playing in a dome. Like, that's the way I see it. I think if he had a different supporting cast, and I, I, I know we're talking hypotheticals here, but I really think that, you know, he's fallen, he's rolling down a cliff maybe, right? Mm. And I think it, it's not as drastic because of the supporting cast. Going, you know, guys like Kamara, you know, Jared Cooks of the world. Um, but, I, but I'm with you, this guy who no one's done more like for their team, you know, you could, I mean, other than Russ, like I, I don't mind putting Kamara in like in the MVP conversation. Like, can you blame me for that? Or like, what do you think? No, I don't think it's that crazy. Right. And you know, if you, if you look like he's nowhere near the top 10 when it comes to like rushing yards per game, but you know, he has close to a thousand scrimmage yards. Yeah. He so has 55 catches. He has 431 yards rushing, 556 yards receiving. It's just, he's really doing it all for them. And yeah. think about how bad it might have been if he wasn't around too. Well, well now with Sanders and, and Thomas and he's the be all, Smith. And, and, and yeah. for what he means to their team, I think it's, I think it's definitely him. Super fair. Defensive um, player of the year. This is a tough one. It's like, do you want to give it to Aaron Donald every year? Yeah. It's fine. Like I, I kind of do. I have Miles Garrett. Okay. Nine sacks, two nine sacks, two forced fumbles. Browns are five and two. The defense is 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 he, you know, shoulders a lot of the load on the defense. I want to just give it to somebody different. Um Okay, so I came into this. Uh, we we've been planning this episode for a couple of weeks now, and I came into this fully expecting to talk about James Bradbury. Well, that's your guy. I know you've been tweeting about him a lot. He's and look, he had a rough fourth quarter against Mike Evans in Tampa Bay, and Evans scored that one touchdown against him. That's that's the only touchdown he's given up all year. He's shut down ballers, Juju. When he was in coverage with them, I know Juju had a big game against the Giants, but when like he's actually in man coverage, he's blanketed everyone he's faced. The the Cowboys receivers, Terry McLaurin. Uh, Juju, Cooper Cup in coverage, Robert Woods. Like, he's not doing it against jobbers. He's doing it against, like, really good wide receivers. Did they sign him from Carolina? They did. They did. That's, so that's a Gettleman guy. That's a Gettleman guy. Gettleman drafted him in Carolina, and then Paid he him. brought him over. So, look, him and – he's not in the mentioning, but, like, Blake Martinez, the two big free agents that the Giants brought in, they're balling. They're not the issue. Uh, but for me, it, it's Donald. That's – it's he not, lines up everywhere. Yeah, he does it's everything. Just, it's gotten to a point where, like, you really got to consider him an all-time great. Like, dude, he's just body bagging people. Yeah. So that's that's where I'm at, and what he means to the Rams as well. That's where where yeah. I would go. So 
My hard pick is James Bradbury, and I think he he makes a strong case. He's just not going to get it because he's on the Giants. But it's probably Aaron Donald. Yeah, it's fair. I mean, I just I was tired of giving it to the same guy. You can make the argument for TJ Watt, the best defensive player on the best defense, and he's balling out too. So a couple different options. Um, I I I don't know if the, I think this race is is. I mean, obviously there's half the season to go, but I think it's too close to call here too. And this is one of those awards. This is another award that I've kind of flip-flopped on, and it's uh, Coach of the Year. Mike Tomlin. Okay. Yeah. I actually didn't have him in mind. And the How, reason They're why, undefeated. No, no, no. Totally acceptable. <laughs> totally acceptable. My thing was I wanted to show love to someone who's... Well, l- let, me, let me backtrack and ask you this. When you do Coach of the Year, what are you looking at, and what are you basing it off of? Because for me... It has a lot to do with what my expectations were and have they surpassed them or are they where I thought they would be? The job they've done in relation to the expectations. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think – I th- well, I mean, when you, think of, when you think of Mike Tomlin through that lens, I don't think anybody had them undefeated at this point in the regular season. Probably not. No. No. There's no way. I mean, prob- you, know, you probably assumed they'd have a winning record, but I don't think you assumed that they'd be undefeated with – you know. Well, we can talk about comeback player of the year after, of course, but you know they, they you know, where, where where's your head at with this award? So me, I had two names that I was stuck in between with. One is, one is on a really good team, and the other is on like a five hundred team, and I feel like we got to show love to Brian, Brian Flores. Flores. Yeah, um, dude, Jinx. you you were you were hyping up their defense, eleven but, points per game, and. What he did against Jared Goff, they were my favorite play on DFS this past week. Mm -hmm. And it's important to remember that he was the defensive coordinator for the Patriots when they shut down the Rams in the Super Bowl. So, like, maybe it's something where he just has McVay's number scheme and he has their number. But I think what he's doing in Miami, man, like, you know, cutting ties with Jordan Howard. I know he's still on the team and he's probably going to start getting burned out because Gaskins is out a couple weeks. But, like, given the reins to Gaskins, you made Isaiah Ford a thing so much that the Patriots should just trade it for him. A very rare in-division trade. I don't know if you caught that. But you have some nice pieces around you. And and the team is exceeding expectations. You know, they have their plus 58 in point differential. That's something that it's a very important stat for me. It goes to show you, like, how good certain teams are. And I think for me it would probably be Brian Flores as like the one who is on a winning record. And then honestly, bro, Bruce Arians. Nah, dude, I'm going with Kyle Shanahan. Think oh. about what he's had to deal with. Yeah. Injury injuries left and right, bro. New quarterback every other week. Kittles out, comes back out again. Receivers left and right hobbled. You lost, I think three of your four defensive linemen from the year before. You're losing DBs. You're losing all. You're losing everybody. McKinnon can't play two games in a row because he has tired legs. It's like, yo, you haven't had Tevin Coleman, and this dude has them four and four. Yeah, they're in the thick of things in that division. It's the only division where all four teams are above five hundred. And think about the the shit he he he, he's not gonna have Jimmy G the rest of the year. So it's like, bro. I mean, the guy was throwing three-yard passes the entire nah, season. I get it. I get it. But to, to defend Jimmy G, they're like 27-5 and five with him in the lineup, and they're like 5-22 and 22 without him. Yeah. He's so, so polarizing, Jimmy G. Sorry. He's just very No, nah, you're right. You're, that, that's the perfect 
word to describe him because some people like him, some people don't. But yeah. what he means to that team means a lot. Yeah. So for me, it's it's Shanahan and Flores. I like the fact that Brian Flores essentially is like not New England 2.0, but he's brought a lot of his guys over, right? Um, you got two stud corners, and that goes a long way. I think PFF had last year Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. I think they were ranked second and third in PFF's rating. So shut down corners. You kind of bring your guys over from New England that owe your defense. Um, you know, they don't turn the ball over, like you said. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and I think, you know, that's a recipe for success. Sean McDermott, though, right? Five and two. I think it's Bruce, I think you, I think the argument could be made for Bruce Arians, and the reason I say that is because Buffalo six and two, by the way. Yeah, yeah. and I think I would say the reason for Bruce Arians is interesting because they got a lot of personalities there. They got a lot of guys that they got to get the ball to, and it seems like everyone's bought in, right? Like you, you remember the quote from a couple weeks ago where everyone, where he's like, "No one's really worried about numbers, you know, as long as we're winning." Antonio won't care if Mike Evans has a big week, and Kristen won't care if Gronk has a big week. No one cares. He's great at checking everyone's ego. And look, if you want to play for Bruce Arians, you want to win. And I think he's just doing a good job of having the best quarterback of all time, a bunch of studs around him, and, and kind of managing the situation. I think he's doing a good job there. Yeah. Yeah, I like the two names that you mentioned. I also think that with uh, with Arians, it's important to remember what you just said about how he's managing those egos. and. Especially the position, right? Wide receiver. So talk about polarizing. That might be the most polarizing position in football because of the nature of what they bring to the table and how they're... I always mention this, how they're the first ones to leave the huddle. They're the first ones to be... Well, they're the furthest away from the football too. Their entire career is contingent on... Someone getting them the rock. Someone getting them the ball to be good so i get it i get it I, that's why i always side with the wide receiver when they bitch and moan about like oh i need the ball and shit it's like yeah they do yeah it's not a quarterback where he has the ball and he could dictate everything i gotta stay engaged you gotta keep him exactly keep him focused exactly it's just a lot of you know variable i mean you know the 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 breakdown of him taking that penalty a few weeks ago i, mm. I tweeted it out Took a delay. I think it was like, no, he, to stop the clock, he f- made a player stay on the field so that he could get a 12-minute on the field penalty, which would stop the clock, which in turn helped him get the ball back. That was the shootout game, right? Yeah, it was against uh, Houston. I mean, you know, those those moments, you know, make you, you know, have some second looks as well. So a lot of worthy, a lot of worthy uh, um, candidates. And I think, again, this award hasn't been decided yet. I mean, unless Pittsburgh finishes like 14-2 and two or – 13 and three maybe but i think i still think there's the half a season to figure this thing out i felt tomlin should have won it last year well that's so here's the thing because they went eight and eight with with, with that duck hodges was rough and i don't even remember who the Mason other rudolph yeah so is this roster really good is he a really good coach it's I think it's fair to say both. Yeah. I know sometimes like everyone wants to always pick a side, but I think that's a good way to look at it. Staying in Pittsburgh, my comeback player of the year, mm. Big Ben. Has to be. A lot of people want to kind of give Alex Smith this this uh look, Alex it's a, it's fascinating and it's 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 remarkable that Alex Smith is back on the field playing football. But I don't think you give the awards to the guy just cuz he's out there in relation to a Big Ben who's having a, a pretty damn good year. It's 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 I don't know. Would you give it to Alex Smith? Nah, I think I'm with you too. Yeah. I mean, I was really hoping for Cam Newton to have a better season. Right. 
And like early on, I was like, oh, cakewalk. This is money. Go to the, you know, go cash the bet out. Uh, but then the co- but then he caught COVID and then he didn't play. And then he, he yeah, right. It seems weird. It seems like ever since the COVID scare with, with Cam, mm-hmm. he hasn't been the same. Nope. And maybe it has something to do with like defenses figuring it out. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you don't really know. But Big Ben on pace for 34 and 9, 34 touchdowns, 9 picks, completing 68% of his passes. Granted, you know, a lot of. A lot, of, a lot of drags and slants and gets the ball downfield sometimes too. But I would just say that for for the output of what he's doing, I, w- I would probably give the ball give it to Big Ben. That's me. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I, th- I think with Alex Smith, just to go back to that, it's, it's different if they're like I know they're kind of in the playoff hunt, right? They're second in division. The division's terrible. You know, but he's also not playing now. Yeah. So I think you can. The sentimental award is probably Alex Smith, but like the real one should be Big Ben. Big Ben played a game and a half last year. Yeah, no, now he's coming back. And all right, MVP. I think we have the same one. Russ. It's Russ. Yeah. yeah. Let Russ cook, man. Yeah. Uh, Shoving it right down my throat for saying <laughs> that they were going to go nine and seven and not make the playoffs. You're not the only. I mean, what about Pete Carroll? Like under the radar, right? Mm-hmm. I but I, can you do you remember what you had the NFC West looking like? Cardinals, yeah. Niners, Seahawks, Rams. Yeah, I mean, it's probably the best division in football. Easily, right? Yeah. Even the Niners with all the BS that's going on. No, I, I, I can't say BS because guys just got hurt. But I had, I had the Cardinals, and look, they're only a game back, and they still have one more game to play each other. Yeah. So it's not really that ridiculous. But Cardinals lead the division in point differential. Yeah, the well, the Seahawks give up so many points. That's why that's going to be the issue for them. That's a great point. So I just think that there there was still, you know, their only loss this year was a one one score game. The ball just didn't go their way. So it's I'm always going to side with that dude. Seventeen and five, the last twenty two games that they've played that were decided by one score games. Like those just don't. It just doesn't always go your way. Talk about want to talk want to want to hear a crazy point differential stat? The Buffalo Bills are negative one in point differential, but they're six and two. Well, they had that one game where they got shellacked by. Uh, you talked about them before Tennessee, Tennessee, right? Yeah, you're right. So it's a little it's a little inflated in there. But I mean, it's 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 Russ and God. You know, God forbid he gets hurt. Probably go to Mahomes. I think it's are they one and two in your eyes? Mahomes is just having an unreal yeah, season. Yeah, you know what I think is going to happen with Mahomes? I think we're going to get tired of him. That's cool. He'll just keep winning Super Bowls. I think he'll be, yeah, I think he'll he'll go down like how LeBron's career has played out. That's a good one. Where you're just always going to say, well, LeBron's the best player in the league. He should be MVP. But eventually you get MVP fatigue. So I think with Mahomes, like he's in this honeymoon stage still with everyone because he's still Which is so crazy, right? New, right? Yeah, look, this is his third full season that he's about to play. Think about that. He's been in the league for four years. This is his first third, it, third, this full, is season. third full season. He's already surpassed 90 career touchdown passes. So it's like, you're going to, eventually it's going to be like, oh, yo, you know who's having a mad good year this year? Deshaun Watson, right? Well, Dak thing, Prescott. How and, many, then, and then you're saying to yourself, well, Mahomes has just as good as numbers as those. How many, MVP, I don't know how, if you know this, how many MVPs does Brady have? A couple? I two? think he has four. Whoa. Yeah. I ain't going to bet the under. Tom Brady MVPs. This is when like having Dom with a live mic would be super clutch. Tom, how many MVPs? Three. 
Three. Okay. I bet the under I hit. No, dude. Oh, that's Peyton Manning. Never mind. Never mind. Okay. Okay. I'm good. I got it. Oh, no. You you just said it. Didn't Three, you? right? Three. Shouts to fucking the internet. So he's Ooh. been a Super Bowl MVP four times, and he's been the most valuable player three times. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, Mahomes already got one. Yeah. Are we doing this? Are we doing it now? Are we doing it? Are we doing Mahomes Brady? Nah. <laughs> That's what it's turned into. No, 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 no. I mean, look. <laughs> I just think I, I just think that that's what eventually is going to happen with Mahomes. Yeah. Mahomes is only 25. So, like, when he's, like, 28 and he's still doing this, we're just going to be looking for other guys to take the reins from him. Yeah. And it's just going to come down to, all right, you know who's in the AFC title game again? Kansas City. So, that clockwork. Andy Reid finally got his guy. Yeah. So. Let me ask you, as we uh, wind down wind down here, uh, if you had to give out a Super Bowl prediction right now, who would you who would you? What's the matchup that you're looking at? Man, that's tough. Kansas City for sure. Oh man, I'd probably go Bucks. Yeah, Chiefs. The the old man against the young stallion. Hmm. There's something in me that wants to say New Orleans. Still. Well, so here's the thing. Shout out to my my, my guy Brian. Um, he he thinks the NFL's rigged. Uh, so oh my <laughs> god! All these guys, man, they get one last ring before they retire, and then they sail off into the sunset. It's happened. I'm just saying. It could not that. It, of course, not that the NFL's rigged, but it would be a nice storyline. Give one more to Breeze, and then he passes the you know, the baton off to Taysom Hill. <laughs> I I really want to say Green Bay. Also, I do think here, here's the thing. I do think the AFC. It's one of two teams for me. It's Pittsburgh or Kansas City. No, That's, Baltimore. No chance. No, no. I don't. I don't. Okay. I don't like Baltimore. I just think they're gonna look a lot better off the bye week this week. I, you heard it here first. No, that's fair. They're yeah, they're gonna look great off the bye week. Yeah, but well, that's expected. Well, no, they they had the bye week. Was it two weeks ago? Yeah, going into Pittsburgh. Yeah. So I think from the beginning, the the NFC had like ten legitimate playoff teams, and now where and now it's like it's probably even more. Where in the AFC, I thought it being Pittsburgh, the only team that could dethrone the Chiefs. Because of their defense got and it. how like Ben coming back, they just got Williamson from the from the Jets. the Jets. So, but I'm 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 still gonna go with Kansas City, and in the NFC, I want to say the Saints and I want to say Green Bay, but I feel like you might be right on Tampa. Yeah. And, Tampa and Bay seems to be the most complete team. Let me ask you a question: The Seahawks just brought in uh, Dunlap. Mm-hmm. They get Jamal Adams back. He's who's healthy now. Right, right, right. Do you? If the defense can be like mediocre, do you can you see the Seahawks making a run? Yeah, for how well Russ has been playing. Something, now? Yeah. you know what I mean. I it really all depends on the move they made and with the injuries and getting healthy, of course. But I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't discredit the, the Seahawks, even though they've been historically bad. They're they're on they're they're they what are they five six and one five and one six and one six and one. So you know, as long as the defense could be like half decent. You know, they can outscore some people. So, but yeah, gun in my head, Kansas City, Tampa Bay. Tampa. Yeah. Well, Imp, it was a pleasure. Yeah, Thank man. you for being the, the first guest to come in here. Yo, pound you, me. Yeah, man. Fist me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, as we wind down here, another wind down reference. I don't know what's going on with me today, but 
Big ups to the members of the Patreon. Yeah. Got to mention a couple of names. We got Derek Pleates, Corey Johnson Hoops, Daniel Gibson, Christopher Velasquez, Juan Pisner, and Nick Chavez. If you guys want to support the show for $1 a month, you can contribute to the Patreon. Yo, what the fuck? I know all those guys' names. Sign up, though, bro. I got what, you. $1? I got you. you I see got this kid? Kind of, <laughs> it's $1. It. You're not going to even realize it on your statements. I'll do it right now. Yeah, damn right. You should. Wait, wait. Are those? Was that Maldo? Where? Did you, were those what? Nah, nah. No these are new patrons. The, no, these are the people that are in the the, the higher ups, the higher up tiers. <laughs> Got it. And they get you, shout outs. You get shout outs. D Gib, well, I know Gibson. Yeah, that's my guy. <laughs> you know what I said to him? What? <laughs> Dude, so we were we were on Twitch and he just had a newborn. Congrats, congrats, to him. my yeah, guy yeah. D Gib. And uh, he was like, "Dude, we, you know, me and the missus just had a kid." And I don't know why, bro. I just said, "Congrats <laughs> on the sex." <laughs> That's how, you have thought, a, that's how you have a baby. Bro, I was like, yo, dude, congrats on the sex. So now I've just started running with it. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to one of my friends from college. I'll be like, yo, you know, me and my girl just got engaged. I'll be like, dude, congrats <laughs> on the sex, man. Even though, <laughs> yeah, even though it has like nothing to do with anything, it's just like so funny to me. But yeah, for, for $1 a month, you could join the Patreon. There's a new wrinkle where you could do an annual membership you could pay for the whole year and you get two months free so ten dollars a year so ten dollars a year if you do that you pay it one up oh you pay it up front nice and then um you know we're starting to do some giveaways and shit as always i'll announce the winner of the october giveaway it was a crew neck a shirt and a hat so be on the lookout for that uh imp where can they find you i m p y 718 twitter and instagram you already know at the lame shows you can find me at veterans minimum is where you can find everything for this show Shout outs to everyone that's listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Homie, go finish your meal. I'm coming for real. Taking that food right off of your grill. Nikki too ill. Can't let it drop on me spill. Clogging the lane. I'm feeling the strain. I'm here for the spot to be filled. Not to be cocky, but all of you watching while I'm in the cup paying property bills. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.